Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. Watch and listen to Higher Learning where we dissect the biggest topics in black entertainment, politics, and sports. Twice a week, we react to the most important and timely conversations, often inviting guests to offer unique perspectives. Listen to Higher Learning free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, Bo Barnum is here, director of uh, eighth grade. And my daughter is here. <laughs> She's going into the eighth grade. I had to bring her in as the it's third exciting. person on the pod. Yeah. I know you're doing a lot of press. I bet you haven't done any interviews with an actual soon-to-be eighth grader. No, this is right. This is the toughest critic and the source of what we're getting at. So I'm I'm thrilled and terrified. Well, she's seen, she saw the movie four times because they mailed me the DVD. Really? Yeah. Incredible. So you got to move closer to your mic. Sorry, See, in eighth grade, talking. they don't know how to put their mouth close to a mic. We're already, uh, see, we're already getting into the fraught father-daughter relationship that this is all about. So yeah, it's it's always fraught. Um, it resonated with her, especially uh, the phone stuff. Yeah, um, which you're pretty good about. You have other friends that aren't as are good. Are not about, so but, good at so all. So how did how did you understand that whole world? I mean, I feel like a part of it a little bit. I mean, I'm like the the elder of the internet generation. Like I'm the oldest person that grew up with the internet sort of yeah. Facebook and all that stuff was ubiquitous when I was like 16 or something. So I had a little bit of a sense of myself before it started uh, going crazy. But, um, but you, you were like one of the original YouTube stars. Yeah. One of the OG. Oh, six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, six. Yeah. At the time I didn't even know what it was. I just, I had posted, I had a funny song. I wanted to show my brother who was at college um, so people are like, there's this thing called YouTube where you can just post things and show. So that's how I started on it, not even knowing what it was. And then it became a whole. I think that summer it took off. Cause I remember writing a piece about, it was like this YouTube thing, all the <laughs> stuff's on here. Here are my like 30 favorite things on YouTube <laughs> really? right now. Oh, and hilarious. all these videos. Cause I, I, a few years earlier I'd worked on Jimmy Kimmel show. Mm. And anytime we had to find videos, we had to go on the dark web. Right. And he had this video coordinator and he went right, to right. typing all this stuff in to find. And then all of a sudden it was all available. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it used to be, yeah, it used to be VHSs sent to Bob Saget. Like, yeah. I think that's what like most of the internet videos used to be. 
And then, uh, yeah. Zoe, how much how much TV do you watch on YouTube now? Out of the percentage of TV that you watch, how much of it is YouTube related? Probably like 85%. Yeah. And it's not like, is it TV or are you watching like vloggers? And- I'm watching vloggers. I'll watch challenges challenge videos it's it varies between a lot depending what's there the what? challenge videos are weird it's yeah. like the challenges are like i'm gonna eat this <laughs> case of cinnamon and try to say the star spangled banner or something yeah right? it is like that <laughs> it's very humiliating well, what are the videos you watch where it's just people screaming in that's, really loud voices it's not what is that it a is. challenge to make me want to <laughs> not drink cyanide yeah what are those what are those videos those are just People being loud. I mean, they're probably doing challenge videos, but just being very overreactive. I feel like you listen to more of the loud aspect than what I'm actually watching. Because I can hear it from the other room. I'm like, turn that off. What is that? That person's the sound of hell. Yeah, it's a lot. What was it? So what was your first video? It was a song? It It was a little song that I wrote that I posted online um in my bedroom at the time. How old were you? I was 16. Um, yeah, I was a junior in high school. And uh, at a Catholic all boys high school, um, and you're and I, just a theater kid. Yep, I had my Shakespeare in the Park T-shirt and a golden crucifix around my neck, so it was, <laughs> it was pretty on brand at the time. Um, yeah, I was a sports kid growing up, and then I did theater as I got uh, older, and it found like I have a very sports heavy centric family, and I was sort of the um, weird little theater kid. But my father supported me like I was an athlete. Like, yeah, like he would come to like. <laughs> Shakespeare's A Winter's Tale, which is the worst Shakespeare by far. Like five times sitting there like cheering me on in like yeah. a three-hour awful five-act Shakespeare um, <laughs> comedy, in quotes. Um, so did you become like a like a local celebrity as the YouTube thing took off or A no? little, not, not totally. It was like the weird thing about it, which is like sort of became the story of my life. And I think the story of a lot of kids' lives was like, you know, I got a million views in a day and my life didn't change. So I had this weird double thing going of feeling like, okay, there's this thing happening online that's insane. And yet my life isn't really that much different. Yeah. You're and still going to the gas station. Yeah. Still, still well, chips. yeah. Still, I, I had a teacher come up to me and go, I got a challenge for you. Stop posting those. I was like, that's not really a challenge. That's just, <laughs> just, that's just telling me to stop. Um, but yeah, no, it was weird. It was, it, it was, uh, and then I started doing stand up. I would, I would open up for Joel McHale on the weekends. When you were like, how old? 18? Six, seven, yeah, 16, 17, 18. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So I would go out to like, uh, like the Hampton Beach <laughs> Casino and do a five minute set where someone would scream at me, like, where's Joel? <laughs> and actually at that show, Ernie Bach, do you know Ernie Bach Jr.? I mean, that is Massachusetts royalty. He owns a series of, of, of I shouldn't be saying this, he owns a series of used car dealerships, Ernie Bach Jr. And there were all these commercials when I was growing up. Ernie Bach Jr., come on down. He started a band called Ernie the Automa- Ernie and the Automatics, where he basically like bought members of the Eagles to be in his band. Yeah. And he showed up at the Joel McHale show in Converse and black frame glasses, and it was nothing like I expected it to. So I did. I became Ernie Bach Jr. level uh, local celebrity, which was uh, royalty at the time. And then you're just doing comedy for the next few years. Yeah. So then I was going to go to a school, um, and then I didn't. I didn't go to college, and I just started touring and then yeah did that for yeah basically the next when did you become years. one of the stars of EO teach <laughs> that was so 
Absolutely. He's in this movie it's called a- Funny People that I probably haven't let you watch yet. So, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's um that was I I did the Montreal Comedy Festival uh the the summer after um I graduated high school and Judd was Judd after I was there. Yeah. And we sort of hooked up there and he and he threw me in the movie very very kindly. And it was very fun. Your teach is fun. It's a it's, funny scene. And you know, we we filmed like three full episodes of that. We shot that for like two weeks. So there's a lot. Online. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of Yo Teach in the world. So what made you decide to direct a movie? You know, I, I was doing stand-up for and why, a while. And why are you good at directing a movie? That's the other part <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. That movie is like very well directed. Oh, I appreciate I it. I don't get it. Um, well, I was doing stand-up for a long time. I did theater growing up and I love that. And that's, uh, and then I did stand-up for a long time. And then I was trying to like drag all the things I loved about stand, uh, theater into stand-up. And then I, I directed my own specials and I directed a couple other people's specials. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just sort of like, I wanted to work with other people again. I was very tired of my own head. Yeah. And my own voice. Um, and yeah, so that, that's why I wanted to do it. And I felt like, all right, if I'm going to direct a movie for the first time, I should ch- choose a subject that I think I could talk as well about as anybody, which felt like, you know, kids and the internet. But it was eighth grade girls, though. Yeah. I mean, that was sort of like I watched <laughs> hundreds of videos of kids your age, Zoe, like talking about themselves, talking about their lives the boys tended to talk about Minecraft and the girls tended to talk about their souls. So it was like, okay, well, I think it's probably going to be a story about girls. They just run slightly deeper. The boy story would be like 90 minutes of Fortnite references. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And it just whatever, if it's innately, I think girls run a little deeper at your age. Yeah. But also culturally, I think we're just like asking deeper questions of, of girls a lot earlier. Um, well, they're, they're certainly more interested than seventh and eighth grade boys. Who are basically just dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just boards. Yeah. They're just like blocks of wood. Yeah, with, uh, <laughs> they just want to like bang into people and play video games and yeah, play they sports. Just, yeah, they're and- still, they're still, they still want to eat dirt. They yeah. still actually want to just get down there and have like a handful of dirt in their Fortnite's mouth. Fortnite's been great for them. It's it's probably uh, saved some lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. all trapped in rooms. <laughs> yeah. And then Zoe and her friends are having like these deep conversations about. Yeah, like we'll be sitting in a corner at recess talking about life and they'll be like attacking each other with multiple balls of different sizes and types and playing games where they're hurting each other. You know, that is life though as well. Boys, that's, you know, it's, it's just war. Yeah, it's just, it's just boys war. going to war. Constant competition. Yeah, it's just they're just trying to make war before they will eventually actually make war. So you started studying all these different clips, and yeah. then that character fell into place from different things you Basically, saw. Basically, yeah. And I wanted to like a lot of movies about this age feel, and I like movies that are nostalgic, but I didn't want to make one that was nostalgic. I think yeah. like when you try to project your own memory, it's different. I think the way we remember that time is different than the way it is. So it being a girl, a girl, I I couldn't project my own experience onto it totally. And I had to approach it like, like it was something I didn't know. I, I tried to make a movie like, okay, I'm making a movie about World War II and I know nothing about it. I just have to research it. And I'm using actual veterans. So that's good. You know, like actual kids. And that was the thing to just like bring real kids in the movie and just let them author it. Not literally. I mean, I wrote the script, but, but I, I just mean author the moments themselves and tell me when shit was lame and when shit didn't make sense. And I had faith. I had all of her messages in the script were originally in faith on Facebook. And then the, the actor that plays the main part read it and said, uh, no one uses Facebook anymore. So I changed <laughs> that girl says that line in the movie. Cause to her mom, I have a girl say it in her, in the movie movie to her mom. Cause I was that lame person that thought, yeah, Facebook was a relevant thing. But my, the, the actor read it and was like, was, is this about my aunt? 
Why, why is she using Facebook? That's a super <laughs> important tidbit though, because if Facebook had been prominently involved in this movie, I think you'd lose my daughter. Right. Yeah. So it's not realistic. Right, right. And yeah. I didn't, I, I had to learn how to use Snapchat because I, I had no idea what that is. I mean, it's like super in right now, I guess, for kids my age. And yeah. I don't even think it's fun to use. Like, there's no point to it ex- well, unless you're, you're trying stink- to hide things from your yeah, parents. You're not a stinky person, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a good use. Like, I could. I could tell some of my friends who like Snapchat why they like Snapchat because they like hiding things from their parents. You said she's not a sneaky person. She's not yet. You got, you, you, you're really doing it. Good job. That's that's the sign of a truly sneaky person is yeah. when your dad thinks you're not a sneaky person. If she is a sneaky person. Maybe that's what makes her so sneaky. Um, but you know what, like, I didn't put it in the movie, but musically, that's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah. that was like my fifth grade. Trend. Okay, that, because that did that, that to me feels like very young. Yeah, that's something that I see my brother Ben using. Yeah, what do you, what do you what do you use? What are the most what Instagram are the ones? probably Instagram, right? More yeah. than Twitter. Yeah, I don't use Twitter. Right. I don't she know loves how Instagram. To use it. Well, yeah. it's just because it's offering everything that I want, like yeah. all these videos that I want to be watching. I don't really use it for. Anything else but looking at the search bar the, the, and like browsing the yeah, yeah browsing the trending, everything yeah, that yeah. it gives to me because then I'm like interested and I'm excited yeah. about it and, 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 and slime videos better than and slime videos which were oh, not in your movie they were yes they, yes, they were, were that, yes, they are. was that a major part of it though no it no was, no there's a tiny clip of a of yeah. a of a, of a person like, doing that slime is videos me when I was watching it I know those weird satisfying yeah. videos of like it's, like people like cutting up foam it's very yeah, strange that's <laughs> well, that, that's been some of our biggest fights because. <laughs> I buy shaving cream <laughs> and then I, I, I went to New York City once and I brought my shaving cream, but she had raided the shaving cream to make slime. So oh I had this whole giant God. empty canister of shaving cream <laughs> and I went to go shave and I had no shaving cream. So I had to go buy some and I called her and I was yelling at her the whole time. <laughs> so for people with no reference, there are a lot of videos online of yeah. like people making slime and putting their fingers yeah. into it. And it's like, it's satisfying in the way like, like uh, like peeling um the plastic casing off like a new laptop yeah, screen is. There's like exactly. a lot of there's a whole internet subculture based off of yeah. just like things that make you shiver in what a good I way. It's very strange. Get is that people are like now talking into mics and whispering and ASMR. eating food. That okay, I can't deal with that. That's well, like gross it. to me. So it's like right here. <laughs> ASMR is just like right in this world. Yeah, it's super creepy. It's so it's weird. Super creepy. And they'll be eating Doritos and having the mic. I just can't watch that. Like, yeah, well, good. That's something well, you, that's too you, gross for you me. You find slime relaxing though. Yeah. Like you would do it like before soccer tournaments, you'd make slime and then you'd just be up in your room like, yeah, it's yeah, therapeutic. Getting out your aggression. Yeah, it is. Slime. Yeah, you don't get it. It's like I bubble wrap. It's like bubble wrap, though. Something like that. Yeah. Like just like a th- nice therapy. It's like a Newton's cradle or something. I do get yeah. it. What I don't get is when it leaves the bathroom disgusting. When you steal my <laughs> shaving cream and when it gets all sticky stuff all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are the parts I don't get. Uh, yeah, Instagram. I would say by far is the dominant one. Yeah. Right now. Mm. Right and now, now that they're doing this, the Instagram t- TV, TV and all yeah, that I don't, stuff. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that, I don't know how that's going to. And they're doing Instagram it. FaceTime thing now where you can like FaceTime people from DM. Yeah. That, see, that's what's so crazy. Is that yeah. like, you know, I wrote this movie like three or four years ago and I would have to every two months update, update it. Update it. And then like, we just decided like when we filmed it, like we're just, we're not trying to be timeless. We're trying to be the opposite of timeless. Like we're just going to capture exactly what this moment is. And like, we're not going to be afraid of it being dated. Because mm-hmm. if you do it honestly, like 
hopefully in 10 years, even if people don't know what Snapchat is, they'll know what she's doing on that, which is trying to True. represent herself or trying to connect with people or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. people are very phobic of per- portraying the internet in TV and movies because they think it's so, it ages like milk and you're never going to, you know. Um, but that, I think that's why the movie, that's probably why Zoe watched it four times with three <laughs> different sets of friends because awesome. they don't, they don't really have enough content for them. Yeah. It's something yeah. Netflix has figured out really smartly with whatever algorithm they use. All of a sudden they're feeding mm. all these shows that are mm-hmm. like in your wheelhouse. Yeah. But get name some of the shows. Um, I just watched the Carrie Diaries. Oh, what are the Carrie Bradshaw Diaries? Oh, right. Yeah. She like the those. pre. I blew through that in at least two days. That's awesome. Yeah. I just watched that. What was the one that. before that though? The oh the couple of the Netflix movies, The Kissing Booth. Oh, the Kissing Booth. Yeah, yeah. Joey Flipped. King. She's great. This movie that I just watched that came out in like two thousand one, but it was What was really the Jessica good. one? Oh, Jessica Darling's It List. Yeah. Okay. Netflix is just like there it's like a t shirt cannon. They're just firing the <laughs> cannon at yeah, our kids. Wow. Just more and more scripts about Although you said they don't have enough for middle schoolers. That's one of the reasons yeah, you like this movie. Yeah, that's why I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Because I felt like every movie that I watch, there's aspects that I can connect to. Mm. But this movie, I could really connect to it. Because oh, awesome. I understand everything that was happening. But oh, other movies, great. it's like they're showing parts of what happens yeah. in middle school. But they also sometimes, like older people write about middle schoolers. And they don't really understand middle schoolers as well, I guess. What don't we understand? What don't older people understand, Zoe? You write about like middle schoolers. Not you. I didn't write anything. It's you. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they write about middle schoolers as if they're like fifth graders and into that type of stuff. And Mm. it's more advanced than that, I guess. Yeah. You're more thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. I wasn't even, I really wasn't weirdly. It's so great to hear that. I wasn't trying to write a movie for you guys, for mm-hmm. middle schoolers, for eighth graders. You know, I was really weirdly trying to write a movie about myself. And I yeah. just felt like her. I felt like I understood her and felt like I was feeling like her. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope kids your age can see it. I mean, the issue, it is R-rated. Like that. that is, it's going to be R-rated. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully if the R-rating encourages like parents or whatever to bring their kids. It seemed, great, it seemed fine, except there was one scene when she's getting the ride home and, and oh, yeah. all the parents I in the room are like, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. pause it. And we yeah. decided just to fast forward a minute and a half. But I think that yeah. scene's- Yeah, I think- yeah, th- Nothing's that too bad. It doesn't go to, and like, it's definitely, it, it resolves itself in a way that I think is good for kids to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene, it doesn't go anywhere that's where your word is going to go, but also hopefully portrays a situation that- kids face and hopefully illuminates how to navigate it. Cause what is so ter- terrifying about that scene really is that those conversations are not had with kids. Those things aren't represented. The sort of like quote unquote health ed that you have is very like, it's all about anatomy and it's not really mm-hmm. about like actually how yeah. navigating uh, yeah. power and relationships actually work. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, and, and hopefully the boys can see that too, and understand a little <laughs> bit more too about what, what's happening in those situations. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. That's 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 so nice. The, uh, really, I mean, you're, I'm saying I, I care more about what you think than New York Times critic. I'm saying truly, you're more intimidating than anybody. So, this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? 
you take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward anytime there's a drink like this. I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. The actress that you found, where did you find her and how different is she than the character? I found her, Elsie Fisher. I found a clip of her online being interviewed on some like weird brown carpet event at a rec center talking about like cupcakes or something. And she was just very alive and, and exciting and um, brought her in to read every other kid that read for them part felt like a confident kid pretending to be shy. And she felt like a shy kid pretending to be confident, which is what it is, you know, yeah. what it means to be a little in your head or what it means to be shy. Isn't to not talk. It's actually to want to talk every moment and not be yeah. able to. Um, and so she, she feels anxiety. She, she understands what she has similarities with the character, but also she's giving a very technical performance. I was worried that I was going to have to make like Babe or Homeward Bound, which is like a movie, movies with animals, where I was worried that I was going to have to like trick these kids into making a movie and they would have <laughs> yeah. no idea what we were doing. It wasn't the case at all. Like in the pool party scene, she's looking completely terrified. We're yelling cut and she's jumping in the pool, having a good time. So like, yeah, it wasn't a weird dog. I, I was worried I was going to have to like manipulate the kids to feel what I needed them to feel because mm-hmm. I didn't think any young actors could do what I was asking of them. And it was just totally not the case. Do you, yeah. Don't you have like shorter shoots when it's younger kids? Yeah, nine hour days. They're 13. They're th- the, the thir- under 16, is not, that, which is why they usually cast older, is uh, nine hour days. But you didn't cast older with this, right? No, no. And that was very important. I just think that's like, there's like a g- really great push for diversity in film. 
and for me, there's, but there's no aesthetic diversity. You know what I mean? It's still all like five, four perfectly symmetrical, flawless skin kids and everything yeah. that, are, that are also diverse, which is good, but also like also put some actual real kids in there and like mm-hmm. the story of being that age is whatever. Um, so yeah, we wanted braces and elastics and all that stuff. So all the kids were from that area that we shot and went to that school. What was the area? Suffern, New York, near, uh, near Westchester on the other side of the river. Um, I would go up and meet with all the kids, all the extras every Saturday. I'd go up and meet them and I'd have a little, con- just so they felt comfortable during the shoot. And I'd have a little conversation with them like, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what's your name? What, do you have a special talent? And one girl, I said, what's your name? She said her name. I said, what's your special talent? She goes, I have eczema. <laughs> so I was like, it really hurts. And there's another kid eating a bell pepper like an apple. And it was like, so it's like meeting these kids. It's like, how can you just get them into this movie unprocessed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I really didn't want to be on set being like, all right, I have this vision. It was more like, how can you just get kids in? And they're already perfectly qualified to to be eighth graders. And like, they, yeah. they will be better than anything you can come up with for them. So did you go backwards and watch all the different movies with seventh through 12th grade, like over the years, the different yeah, genres. Yeah. Like yeah, the breakfast club and all those. Yeah. I mean, the ones in this space are kind of just like welcome to the dollhouse and, um, which is a great movie, but a little bit mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of, of ones this age stand by me. Um, that's yeah. One ones favorites. that, yeah, that's a, that's a really great one. Um, yeah, most, most of it is high school, which I understand. Cause like we want to remember high school. We don't really, Tend to watch yeah, and what's weird is seventh and eighth grade is actually more action packed in a lot of ways. Th- that's what I thought. I thought yeah. it was like that's where the actual drama. When I meet high schoolers, they feel like over it, like blase. Like they they have like a thousand yard stare that I think they got from the war of middle school. It feels like because when you're in middle school, you're still a child and yeah. you're becoming an adult. When you're in high <laughs> school, you're just becoming a young adult. But when you're in middle school, you still actually have like childhood in you, and that's yeah. crazy. You agree with that, see? Mm-hmm. You still have childhood, didn't you? <laughs> I think you grow more from sixth to eighth grade than you do from freshman to junior year. I know, you know what? For me, it was not that case. I was, because I hit puberty really late, and I grew eight inches my sophomore year. That was of, like you, Dad, kind of, right? Yeah, I grew after eighth grade. I, another thing with the girls versus the boys is the girls seem to switch their one or two best friends every couple months, whereas the boys yeah. are kind of like, yeah loyal the whole time it's yeah, like these I, I are my a, dudes yeah are i had, be a, my I had dudes. a group from yeah first grade all the way to high school for sure yeah and the girls will be like oh i thought that was your best friend no now it's this one it's almost like a reality show but also it's maybe just because the like i was friends with people for 10 years and we never brought anything up like literally we got to be like 20 and we were like hey have you liked me this whole time like, you know what I mean? like we literally literally talked about nothing we like played tenny ball yeah. And like, I, it was just like, and like cops and robbers. It's just, it's like actually <laughs> hilarious. Which is the same thing. It's like, you know, I golf a lot and it's like, you know, my girlfriend's like, what do you, you guys just go out and you don't talk about anything? I'm like, yeah, that's the joy of it. Yeah. We go out and we talk about nothing. We never, Vegas is like and then, that too. you know, you sit at a blackjack table for like eight hours with your buddies. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's really going on. You're yeah. just gambling. And then, and then, you know, everyone's then in the hospital will break down and be like, we should have. And then that's that's <laughs> men's lives, and then we die. <laughs> you you uh, the Instagram selfie culture 
Yeah. This is a big thing. You had some of it in there, the, how important the profile pick is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the, getting the light right yeah. and taking it over and over again to make it seem like you're happy and you might not be. Well, part of it was like one of the initial ideas for the script was I was in a mall and I saw this girl sitting at a fountain taking pictures of herself. And she was like all bummed out, like looking at her phone. And then once in a while, she'd snap up and smile, take a picture and go down and go on her phone again, take a picture. And I was thinking, like, it feels like culturally the conversation we're having is looking at her profile. And we're going, like, look at this narcissistic, self-obsessed generation, you know? Yeah. But if you actually see her the way I was seeing her, which is the way a movie would see her, you'd see, like, a scared, nervous kid that in her falsest moment, almost as if, like, she's being held hostage, is forced to do this thing. Um and that's what I believe it is. Like, I believe the gener- her generation is self-obsessed, but not self-obsessed in, like, a narcissistic way. Self-obsessed in, like, a, a slightly sad – it's a bummer to have to think about yourself all the time. And you're forced to think about yourself all the time, not because of their own doing. Like, they're, they're 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. Like, of course, if we give them this these apps and all this shit, they're going to use it this way. Well, I'll say you have people in your age group who are taking the medium a little too far and they're doing a lot of pictures, they're bathing suit pictures, stuff like that. And then you you feel like, do I have to catch up to these people? Oh, you have a point? I don't feel that way as if I have to catch up to these people because I know who I am and I know what I want to be doing. Mm. And I feel like I don't have to be those people because those people are deciding who they want to be and that they want to – because they're almost moving too quickly. It's like – Like you said, middle school, you're still a child. And I feel like that. I feel like I'm not an adult. I'm a child. I'm really stupid. (laughs) And I make a lot of really bad decisions sometimes, which aren't like super effective. But It's usually the stuff like forgot to flush the toilet. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like (laughs) leaving stuff in the house, forgetting to- Yeah, leaving the refrigerator door open. Yeah. But what you're saying is like was a- was. Something I think a lot of people don't know that don't either have kids or in contact with, with kids is like- you're much more self-aware at, at your age than you think you are. You know, mm-hmm. like you, kids are in on the joke of eighth grade. Everyone thought like, oh, was it weird having kids telling kids that they had to be awkward? It's like, no, you know you're awkward. You know it's seventh <laughs> and eighth grade. You know it's a strange yeah. time that you're a part of. But also like the truth is like as much as I wanted to talk about kids, like the, the stuff we're describing about like selfie culture and everything, there is no one more embarrassing on the internet than 30-year-olds. No one. Like, the <laughs> people I know, there's no one more cringeworthy and, like, narcissistic and transparently annoying than... It's actually the kids on the internet that seem to be using it the most, like, non-embarrassing. So, yeah. like, when everyone's going to me being like... So, be like, man, I'm so glad I didn't uh, grow up with the internet or I'm so glad I'm not as awkward as I was at that age. I'm like, you're... First of all, you're still that awkward. Second of all, like, you, I, you're, the internet's not doing well for you right now. I think maybe it's... Maybe better that they get familiar with the internet and get all their annoying stuff out with it out early as opposed to people like my friends that are just getting it at 30. And I'm going like, what, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I wonder like <laughs> this generation is so self-aware from the first minute, yeah. whereas my generation was like constantly finding out we were doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like if we, if we weren't learning about it through pop culture, we didn't have like an older brother or, or something like that. You just kind of stumbled into failure, which mm. then taught you how to act. What's well, the we- that's the really weird thing about what John Hughes did and what all generations past John Hughes had is that like, and it was definitely for me, which is by the time I got to all like the landmarks of my 
youth, and it'd be interesting what you have to say about this, Zoe. Like, mm -hmm. by the time I, you don't have to get specific because <laughs> your dad's here, but I mean, like, by the time I got to my first kiss, I'd seen first kisses a hundred times in movies. By the time I got to prom, I had seen prom. And so, like, I, so, I just seen my life reflected in culture so mm -hmm. many times, but th that by the time I got to it, it felt weird or empty or disappointing, you know, like right. yeah. it, it just, it's been represented so much that you've already like high school is you've seen high school yeah, represented exactly. so much and you've yet to even go there. So like, you don't even really get to discover it or you might like mm -hmm. worry that, Oh, Oh man, why isn't this like all the movies I've seen? Yeah, or stuff? That's, when I was going into middle school, mm -hmm. I had seen some movies that were revolved around middle school. And when I went into middle school, I was expecting everything to be like that. Mm. But in all these movies, it's like everyone's meeting each other and everyone's new. Mm. I've known all my friends since right. kindergarten. Right, right, right. So it's like I know everyone already. This isn't mm. exciting. It's just another three years where I have to be stuck with the same people. Right, but, but, but you had felt like you've been told like, oh, yeah. this sixth grade is this, this huge This is where everything mark. changes. This is yeah. where I that, – That could be ninth grade though. Yeah. Because you're changing schools after eighth grade. Yeah, but it's like – they represent middle school as a year where you're mm. meeting everyone new. Whereas yeah. uh, I she's known like, our friends since kindergarten, so like none of them are attracted to each other. Yeah, right. Because right. yeah, like they're like cousins. Each other they're like five. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, you leave the school, you go somewhere else, and then all of a sudden these people are like, "Who's that?" Yeah. Well, it's very strange dangerous. to see. Uh, it was very strange for me to see my friends be seen for the first time by girls or other people. Where I was going, like, yeah. You think Tom's cute, or you think <laughs> Nate's cute? You think Joe's like? How is that possible? Like, like because you had like had way too much context for them. Uh, well, it's but, funny uh, with your movie though. Like she got she and her friends got the character right away, and 100%. that first scene when she does the Gucci at the end, they were all laughing. Oh my god! Which me I don't know if friends, you knew people were gonna laugh at that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Me and my friends text each other, and now when we say goodbye, because we watch the movie together, we go Gucci, oh, that's and then the little. Yeah, yeah, I don't we even talk get about it. it all the time. So that's something that the actor just would she would say on set. She would always go say Gucci, and I don't even get what it meant. <laughs> and then I would do it back to her and say Gucci. She in the movie at the end of her video. She signs off with Gucci. So I would say and back it's to super her. awkward because me and it's my friends say that to each other all the time. Yeah. Like we'll text and we'll say <laughs> Gucci instead of goodbye, <laughs> yeah. and he'll be like, "It's just a yeah, thing that, that's that I she did. I, 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 I don't get it. But. That was smart. <laughs> so where do you see uh, where do you see this culture going? What have you learned? What have you learned over the last four years making I, this movie? I don't, I don't know. What's I, I, next? I, I don't know. I mean, like, part of making the movie was like, you know, we made it last year and it felt like, you know, the, the country was on fire and it was like, yeah, I don't even know. Are we even, is, is there even going to be a country in four years? So part of it was just trying to be like, let's try to just capture this thing and who knows. But uh, um, in working with the kids, I feel like confident in the kids. I really do. I don't feel confident in like Silicon Valley or whatever, um, but I feel confident in the kids. Like the kids, when they get enough power to, you know, affect change and control these things, it'll it'll be good. But but people, you know, it's just very. You want to say a swear on television, you have to go like in front of Congress. And if you want to like change the neurochemistry of an entire generation, you have to be like five dudes in Silicon Valley putting your hand up. That's weird. That's very very weird. So I just hope. That changes. Women in tech would probably help a little bit to just like have just people, just oh, just more represent representation in tech of every. Just because they are literally like, they're not just companies making apps. They're like actually leading the feelings of an entire. Do you feel like the shame guidelines have dropped? Because 
You know, like mm. when I, in the '90s, I remember when Pamela Anderson's sex tape came out, mm. and we were all like, "Oh my God, she's going to be naked!" It, was, it seemed like the craziest thing that ever happened, yeah. and now it's just like the 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 line has dropped, and yeah. everything is so available. And it's like not shocking if anyone's naked, and it's not shocking if anyone does something dumb on the internet. Everybody just kind of moves on to the next thing. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, and like when your generation gets older, like the dirt on all of your like candidates like your political candidates will have like an entire like all oh yeah the, like that like at a certain point we're gonna have to just call like amnesty or whatever we're just gonna have to be able to be like all right everyone anything before you're 20 yeah, yeah like everything gets forgiven because uh that happens at the nba a lot somebody will get drafted and then somebody will go through their twitter feed in like 2011 yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they took shots at lebron <laughs> yeah right and right now of course. they have to guard him it's like LeBron's a punk. They were like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that that what's that Rondo picture of him with the girl with the oh yeah yeah <laughs> that just happened. It's incredible. And that was like two years ago or something. So you so the sequel is going to be called Tenth Grade. I want to do Fifth Grade with like Lord of the Flies, like just absolutely <laughs> like what was the meanest grade? Fifth Grade. Meanest grade. That's difficult. What was the one where everybody started getting mean? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Uh. Or actually. Maybe it was like fifth, fifth heading in a sixth. Well, it wouldn't have been fifth grade if like a couple people pushed the envelope. Yeah. Like someone more experienced, I guess, came into our school yeah. in our grade, and then everything just started like exploding. <laughs> yeah, because the girls they start, Bodies, getting, they start getting competitive mm. about who's that's getting not com- who's getting attention. That's not what happened? You're really? not allowed to disagree with me. I created you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What are you saying? Well, it was just like this one person came in who was more experienced than everyone else. And then a couple people tried to be friends with her and okay. connect to her, but they couldn't. So then that kind of created the yeah. rivalries <laughs> yeah. between them. Rival and then tribes, everyone yeah. just started getting involved. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was the classic... Uh, like nine hundred two and oh one tree hill plot where somebody <laughs> right. new comes into the group and, right. and splits everybody yeah. apart for like two months. And what's, then it's what's really good about school and insane is like, and I always say this to the kids, like there you will never be in a more surreal social situation yeah. than school. Nothing is ever as weird as school. It's like yeah. a bunch of people my age, like and an older person at the front. When I was walking, <laughs> when I would like seeing him as an adult, and I would go back to middle school. You realize like, oh, like. M- Mutiny is so possible. You can't believe that it doesn't happen. When you go like the like order is being maintained here so lightly. Like if the, yeah. the like the adults are so outnumbered in the school, it's crazy. Um, you also wonder why anyone would want to be a teacher. Yeah, it is. It is an incredible amount of patience. So you saw the movie four times. What's your biggest critique? Yeah, come on, lay it on. Lay it on. He's ready for it. I don't know. He, you know, he grew I, up in the era of early YouTube comments. He's yeah, seen oh, it all. Oh, I've, you can't hurt his feelings. But I don't know. You liked I everything. Mean, I'd have to think about it. That's something that I'd have to think about. Because I felt like everything in the movie I really connected to and understood. So it was almost as if I was like watching myself or one mm-hmm. of my friends out there. That's awesome. And that was probably like the weirdest part of it. It was like making me cringe because I was like, oh my gosh, that's like my friend. Yeah. That's like me. Yeah, yeah, I love cringing. Cringing is a good <laughs> Cringing is, I think, a form of empathy. So it's it a good very thing. cringeworthy. Just yeah. the date and the, and the chicken nuggets. <laughs> like I was, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's a lot. And you know, the dad was in an iconic 90s mm, movie. Of course. 
for my generation. It was one of the movies for my generation, Kicking and Screaming. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm back Singles, first. Reality Bites, Kicking and Screaming. Yeah. Were, and, oh, before, been, and before Sunrise. Oh, I've been to Prague. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grover. <laughs> um, Grover's having a late... Josh Hamilton is having a late career run. He's been in yeah, all these I'm, different things the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I've loved Josh forever, and I'm he was so great. happy to. I'm just so happy that he's that he's in this, and he's got he's got my dad's bod, that shirtless in the door in his boxers. That's a that's a lot of my dad. Is he, <laughs> does he want to run shirtless? No, uh, not shirtless, <laughs> but pantsless. Uh, no, but boxers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big boxers, but that doesn't make it better. Shirt and boxers. Yeah, but that's still like why. It's better than Ben. Well, Ben is. That's her little brother. Very right, open. right. He's very open. He's, he's, he's a, a free boy right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When she has friends over, his shirt's coming off right away. Oh, yeah, he's just nice. one of those kids. A hundred percent, one of those kids. <laughs> she had like a thirty-person school uh, soccer party, and it was just all these girls in the pool, and, and Ben. Just, he couldn't handle it. He, yeah, he's he what? He's fifth grade. He's, he's going, into, going fifth. into fifth grade. Yeah, he's your like sequel. the fifth grade boy is the other version. We would like, just be like, like an EDM laser tag movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just like going hard. I'm I telling think, you, it's all Fortnite right now. No, yeah, I, all they awesome. do is play well, Fortnite. What, what they do is he has the mic, right? So he's talking to these random people on his mic as he's playing, <laughs> and ends up. I think he likes playing with random people because he can really he trash talk them. He's a good and trash talker. He gets talker. mad, like yeah. so he'll start screaming at them. And these and poor they can't people. do anything because they're in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're 68 year old people. Yeah, in, yeah in he's causing country. geopolitical crises. <laughs> so what's your what's your next project? I, I'm not a great multitasker, so I'm just you know, sitting around. And once this is over, I'll just try to bang my head against the wall. Doing the press for it. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you market a movie like this? Well, that's the difficult thing. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's called eighth grade, but like it's R rated. So we got, you know, it's not ostensibly just for kids that age. So I yeah. don't know, you know, I think like there's a great quote of like maturity is a phase, adolescence is forever. And so like, I, I hope people see it. I hope kids see it. I hope parents see it. But I also hope, like, I, I, I'm a childless 27-year-old dude, and <laughs> it's the type of movie I think I'd like. So I hope. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sort of bummer thing where it's like stories about the human condition are only about, like, some male poet in the woods or some sad <laughs> comedian wandering around New York. You know what I mean, and why can't it be? A, why can't everyone see themselves in a, in a 13-year-old girl? Like, we see ourselves. We all see ourselves in, like, you know, some 50-year-old astronaut. So <laughs> Why rated R not PG-13? It just is. I mean, it's just that that's just what sort of happened. That was where the rating came back. And we we could have taken some things out, but it felt like not worth it. Well, it's like we didn't want to reflect, we weren't trying to reflect an experience that we thought was appropriate for a kid. We yeah. wanted to expect the like eighth grade the movie is R because eighth grade is R. It just it just is, you know. It um I, I, I promise you this movie is not expre- exposing to kids <laughs> anything they're not aware of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's not like You've do you, they swear way more than they swear in our movie. There's probably less swearing in our movie than it is in real life. Um, we, we just did a rewatchals podcast about Jaws, and Jaws was rated PG, which I thought was crazy. incredible. Oh yeah, and like Quinn gets like chewed in half and just blood everywhere. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, and like Teen Wolf had like homophobic slurs in it. It's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. You watch it, it's G. It's like very yeah. funny. But but if if it if it makes parents bring their kids, that's fun. You know, okay. if the R rating yeah. does that. But I suggest just sit on opposite sides of the theater and then I, talk about it after. I honestly don't think it will stop kids from seeing the movie. Yeah, I saw R rated movies like, when I was a kid. I, 
a couple weeks ago, yeah. I bought tickets for Ocean's 8 and snuck into Tag with my friend. Nice. It and was like the first, the so first it'll just lie kill our box slash thing you've ever done. She I was so, so guilty after. I almost didn't do it. I started walking into Ocean's 8. Luckily, I brought my friend who's like very adventurous and made me go to the movie. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was Do you like fun. Tag? Yeah, it was I good. It too. I mean, I thought it was really funny. So my and daughter recommends buying tickets for other movies. Yeah, exactly. you know what? Yours. That's great. Gets it done. That exactly. Cool. Eight twenty four was looking for. It. I love that it. That was your advice. Well, that's what we did back in the day. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, whatever gets it How done. How do they know? There's nobody in a movie theater. Once you're once you're in, you're in. Yeah. It's a free for all. <laughs> Actually, someone walked up to the lady next to us, and oh, we no. were so scared. I put my hoodie up. I was just like oh. horrified. So, who would you recommend seeing this with? Parents or friends? Um, I mean, I feel like it's a movie that's can anyone can relate to from ages. So I guess fam? you have to be in middle school to understand, but maybe if you're younger, you could get it like aspects. But I feel like if it was middle school and up, I would personally like to see it with my friends. There you go. Hey, friends maybe, out. maybe with one parent that brings you and yeah, then goes maybe. sit in a different room. Buy a ticket yeah. to Ocean's Eight. Yeah, <laughs> and sneak then in. yeah, sneak in. We're supporting. Female-centric <laughs> cinema, no matter what we're doing. Yeah. What by you? You highest recommend? I would. She well, demanded to come on the podcast. That's the yeah. best. So I'm yeah. so glad you're here. This um, is very, very. Aww. Congratulations. I appreciate it's it. It's really good. I mean, especially for your first movie. I, I was surprised to find that out. Oh, I appreciate it. 